vomiting because I just I don't ha- I, from vomiting I just don't have the brain. <laughs> you're vomiting I had food poisoning last night that's why we not saw the saltine crackers I was like oh did you see my post I just mm-hmm. feel you yeah that's what it is we're so connected mm-hmm. our birthdays are one day apart <laughs> wait when are y'all's birthdays March 31st April the 1st oh real early yeah when's yeah, yours yeah. 17 I know that but of April yeah my 14, brother's birthdays are April 17th 11 9 so 19th 19th. Oh, so close. So close to the Taurus. So yeah. close to the Taurus, close to the Pisces. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Can we get into all the nuances? <laughs> of our yeah. Oh my God. That's, That's going to happen. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for the word to come. What and it, it came nuances. I love nuances. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that's why we're so like in the dream world about like all things in life. Like time is a social construct that we don't actually have to abide to. Okay. That was <laughs> all right. Whatever. No, no. You see that side that shade? <laughs> no. No, I, that's really true. Is that's it? Honest. For both of us, not just you. Oh, yeah, he be, said it. He said it in plurality, not did in Did he? Because yeah. you got you be getting on me. And that's why I made sure to text you. I appreciate it. I really about appreciate being it. Not not on time. No, no, no. Whatever. Not on time. Is Thank you, quote, unquote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on time. Bring him out the window, call me Michael Jackson. I'm a pain in your rectum. I am that bitch y'all slept on. Heavy hit around, spit up, call me rerun. Hey, 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 I'm what's happening. Hypnotic in my drink. That's right. Shake your ass till it sink. That's right. Mr. Moe's on the beat. That's right. Put it down for the street. That's right. Welcome back to the Dance Union Podcast, where we talk about the glittery, the gangly, the gallant, galling, gay, galvanic, okay, computer, stay with me, genuine, and gleeful life of a dance artist. My name is J-Boo E. And I am the green that is Melanie. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, and this is the Dance Union podcast. Oh, I like that. Roll. Oh, it's a podcast. Podcast. Cast of the pods. Coming to you via the SoundClouds or the Apple Musics or the Google Play Music or Spotify. Somewhere in the universe. You didn't catch that? Nope. We're on Spotify Throw it now. again. <gasps> why, was, why was I supposed to get that? Because <laughs> I said, or Spotify. And I gave you eyebrows, but you didn't. Oh. Mar- are they under my beanie? Oh, no, they're not. They're there. <laughs> also, I don't really have thick eyebrows. so you can- I'm like damn near whippy with my eyebrows. So you can miss them <laughs> real fast. Whippy no shape. She no shapes shape. it on purpose, though. So she knows, she knows what she's doing. I know. She- I saw her at The View. She was amazing. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. We are joined <laughs> this week with two amazing guests, friends, and listeners to the podcast. I love it. Please introduce yourselves to the listeners. I'm Helen. Hi. People also know me as Velvet Kensington. Yes. Ballet's performer for a really long time. Yes. Anything else I should say? Oh, my pronouns are she, her, they, them. Yes. And yeah, cool. Go. I'm Sarah Roar. I use she, her, hers pronouns. And I'm a movement artist and administrator. Can I also say, I went back to your facey book looking for Femme Cupcakes, and you said that you're a retired dancer who's not retired. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, snap. 
I'm going to feel like that a lot. <laughs> you want to expound? I would love to hear an exp- uh, explanation. Ex- expoundation. Yeah. I think because the people that I tend to do work with, things are kind of sporadic. And so yeah. every time I get back in the studio, I'm like, oh, I'm so out of shape. Because <laughs> in between, I'm like, I don't have anything to be being preparing for, so right. I'm not preparing for anything. All right. yeah. And then I get in there, I'm like, oh, I got to figure the out body, how to do this all over again. I know, and it takes oh a little God. longer nowadays. The stude. Oh my God. I'm still not over the fact that you said the stude. stude. She did. Hashtag AKA. Yeah. She. <laughs> Can I just say I'm doing so much better now that I'm in here seeing your lovely faces? Oh, Because yeah. I have to write this uh, review on a piece I hated. Oh, snap, girl. Can you tell us the name of the piece? I can just edit it out. Oh, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Oh, my God. Just, I, just I mean, wanted... we're going to know soon. <laughs> well, no, because. Did you you see it? (laughs) No, I didn't see. Okay, I purposely didn't see it because I bought a ticket for it, and Orlando Hunter, friend of the podcast, Brotherhood Mm -hmm. Dance, was actually a part of that process, and we went through the summer talking about the bullshit that was part of the process. Shut your fucking mouth! I'm sorry because shut up. So then, wait, hold on. So then, when I when I put, I didn't like the name was familiar. So then I talked to Orlando when we had rehearsal on Thursday. He was like, "Oh yeah, that was the person I was working with," and I was like, "Oh, so I'm not going." Mm-hmm. That is so insane oh, okay. to me because I noticed something very explicit. And I, was, I told my friend that I was with, I was like, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to just sugarcoat this. And this is what the fuck I thought. And why the fuck am I watching this? Mm-hmm. And they were like, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. Because I was at another group session. And actually some people dropped out of the process because oh, of the snap. bullshit. Oh. And I was like, huh. I saw that and I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that all this, it had this history. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I can still see it in the product. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Gossips. That's yeah. another G word for today. What? <laughs> Gossip. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's that's intense, and it's really bad when you can see it, like in the work. Like some people know how to cover that shit up, but if you can see it, yeah, I was like, I may be off, I may be completely wrong, because like sometimes I look at things and I'm like, I get it, and I think I'm just in a universe where I don't get things, like, mm-hmm. I, and that's okay, mm-hmm. and so I have to ask and check in. I miss my check ins with people of like, yo, did you see that? Like, what'd you think? Mm. Okay, great. I thought the same, because otherwise I feel yep. like I'm alone on the island. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. I'm taking notes for my editing, so just so you know. Cool, cool. How y'all doing? My name is Jay, and I'm wearing a sexy whatever that is. Okay, <laughs> so are we transitioning to the I'm history now? Up. My clavicles are not even exposed, and it's sexy. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> I'm about to hit my ovulation phase, so really anything. <laughs> there was this. Oh, that's this, so real. I know there was this like short stout person I saw the other day. Stout. It's stout. Hey, man, stout. Stout. Right? What it's about? No, listen. Stout. What stout it's about? <laughs> And like, a, like, like a, there was a belly, yeah. very pocket size, oh and there was a belly and all that. And I was just, I felt like a tigress <laughs> getting ready to pounce. And I'm like, you know what? Let's mm. go ahead and log that into the I app. I mean, stout is beautiful, and I like, I like them thick, like a little yeah. thick. Yeah. T h e c k thick. I like them hairy too. That's neat though. Depends. I know. I mean, I learned that. No, no, no depends. No depends, right? No depends. Um, I like I like most bodies around my age range mm-hmm. that that the person who inhabits the body is really confident about the body. Yes, mm-hmm. I learned yes, yes, that yes, it yes. almost all the all the people that whose bodies I was like I'm not so attracted to is all because I can sense so much of their insecurity that it like oh, I yes. absor- as an empath. So I actually mm. really learned like over the past like two years, I was thinking about like dating and things like that. And mm. I was like, there isn't a particular type. It's like I just like the when someone's like, yeah, I love this vessel that I have. I have a type and not a type. That's interesting you say that because I actually 
find insecurity very attractive? Aries woman. Interesting. I think if they're aware of the insecurities. Yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't say insecurity. Mm. I mean awkward. I love an awkward. Yeah. yeah. Awkward is different. Awkward um, is different. Because yeah. you can be confident yeah. in your awkwardness. Oh, yeah. Hashtag me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes, okay. and sometimes people, okay. sometimes people's like um, way of moving about the earth is about creating systems of like awkwardness. Meaning, mm-hmm. like we're just trying to cut through, like what we know to be very um, romanticized. I think awkwardness is like opposite uh, romance and, and and awkward or corny are mm-hmm. like opposites of one another. Yeah. So I know when I'm like dating someone, I do the things I'm like. If, some, if something is punny, I'll just make sure I say the pun, <laughs> as opposed to, like, knowing that it's in the air, like, no, I'm going to pull this down into the room, and I'm going to, like, give you the eyebrow, so that you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you know that what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Spotify. Spotify. Hell, yeah. You do that, too. Me? You no. do. You yeah. do a pun, and I'm just like... <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you mean. love it. I'm like, and the delivery <laughs> is where it's at. Yeah. Boom. And uh, you don't you like drop your chin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop and get my eyes really big. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you love me. Oh, can you pass me one of those? Yeah, is it okay if I touch it? Yes, that's fine. Do you have a napkin though? Because I'm about to put it on my phone. And then put it in your mouth. In um, my mouth. Put it in I your mouth. mouth. Oh, my gosh. Of course you have an extra put napkin. You know, oh, mouth. oh, Jay was getting on me the other day about I did not buy paper towels because of him. And mm. I was like, you know, Sarah doesn't use paper towels, but that's a lot of cloth. So but I yeah. thought of you. A lot of cloth. When you, when you say I get on you. You I do. Want, you get on me I, up I, around and through. I, okay. Also, I want to read. Is that charcoal? It's yeah. like fudge. Can I, can mm-hmm. I go back and... um? Let y'all know a little moment that me and Melanie had after the last time we recorded, or actually didn't record, um, in the studio. Because we came to record and realized I didn't actually book the studio. Um, oh, no! <laughs> it was actually one of those perfect days where I don't think anybody was really in the mood to record. So Nice. But um, we ended up going to Whole Foods together. Yes. And um, at this point where in which I got, quote-unquote, got on Melanie, I was just letting her know that... Um, I don't like paper towels as much as the rest of the world does. And it's okay, you know, no judgment there. It was really that simple. I'm yeah. sorry, but I love paper towels. I fucking love them. Yeah. They clean up shit. And I said, I said, this is why I've taken so long to buy them, because yeah. I'm actually also, like, wanting to shift away from it. And yeah. I like cloths. And I, you know, I, I don't like, like mm-hmm. washing all them cloths. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I hate laundry. That's why. Uh, right, I see. I, yeah, but I love the environment. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. you know, nothing it's, is... Catch twenty two. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we actually went to so when we went to check out, we uh, I learned that um, through Melanie from when we went to Trader Joe's together, yes. um, that we can check out together <laughs> with so two separate cars. I thought we had to like go to different cashier. Mm-hmm. I was like, you better come on to this register with me. I didn't know. I don't. I don't shop with people, so I didn't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, right. And you just paid with two different two different. It's like two orders. Yes, yeah, so two orders, no. but like instead of us going to different cashiers, we're just going to the same. So we did that again at Whole Foods, and the man was there. He was like a really polite man. He was like really cool and things. And then Melanie um, was being, we were just being ourselves, basically. And then we basically built up this shtick that Melanie and I were married. Oh and God. that um, some oh of the lines God. in which we said <laughs> was that, oh, she wanted the whole things for herself. And I was like, ah, women. So I was like giving this whole thing. And then the man was like, you know what? I stay out of this and things like that. And I was like, and I think I said, um, um, we should have had joint banking accounts as to why we're like paying separately. Um, and then you said something. I was like, you put a ring on it, we can m- match our accounts. I don't or know. Something, there yeah, was something like all that. this stuff. And then it got to a point where I was just like, I should have married a man. It was like, and I should have <laughs> said, me too. Right? <laughs> right? Oh my God. That's oh, so. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. So I'm thinking that this should be a That's thing so. that we can just like take on the road and yeah. you know just go to cashiers to make their days really wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, please do. There needs to be like some kind of secret filming. So there's like yeah. a little YouTube series. Oh my god! <laughs> please right? let me know how I can help with that. Pretending to be married at Whole Foods. Pretending right, to be right. married at Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to go through like as many different wacky scenarios as possible. Yeah. yeah. Like I love. I really. I really wish that you had like the the calling to be like me too. After I said I wish I married a man. I know. I felt. I felt felt it, but I was like, no, Melanie, being nice now. No, it was wonderful. Okay, we have to actually do an episode. We do. Um, right. Mm-hmm. All right. So look. I think you're going to get it right away, and I guess you also can check a a gander. Mm -hmm. But if you know what it is as I'm doing it, don't say anything, because I want to get through the lines. Okay. But I feel like you're going to get it. Do I have to wait until you're done, or can I jump in? I will not have to pretend to not jump in. So what what, what is it? Let me get through two paragraphs. I'm going to put my hand up. Actually, actually it was the option you said no. I said this or that, and you said no. Yeah, because it's notable. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put my hand up when you can. Okay. He's going to get it. Okay. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. No. Mm-hmm. Beans, they don't burn on the grill. Mm-hmm. Took a whole lot of churrying just to get up that hill, 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 not chapel hill. Yeah. Now we're up in the big leagues getting our turn at bat. Mm-hmm. As long as we live, uh-huh. it's you and me, baby. All right. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Good time. You have to put your hand up. Oh, you need to put your hand up. Hand, <laughs> hand up. up. <laughs> Sing it. Um, not trying to bring Miley in here. Oh, wait. How do you do a Jeopardy? Um, what is? What is good times? What is no? Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's the other one. What is? Wait. I can't believe you just did that. No, hold on. Wait, listen. Wait, no. They okay. I didn't really watch them growing up, so it's always between good times and the other. Um, We're moving on up. I know to the east side. To, okay then. I know the song. I just the episode or the name of the. Who, who is this? Who is this right here? Who is this? I know he's gay. Um, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, the actor is gay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> look. See, I know so many facts. I know. Um, Je- Jen, not Jennifer. Uh, Janet Jackson was on the on the show at the time. I know. Damn, damn, damn. Like, oh no, actually, that was good times, right? Yeah, you're still doing good times. See, I keep because they're. T- um, and there wasn't even no crossover. I know, but in my mind, as a youthful okay. black, you know what I mean. You're like, like it's old and right. Yeah, okay, what is the other one? It's a good time. Don't tell me because I'm gonna be really upset now. I'm getting, I'm getting hot. Y'all know um, who this is. Because uh, there was there was a Helen character. Yes. who had a white husband. Because <laughs> it was. Um, and the lady from Two Two Seven. Yes, she went on to do the spinoff of Two Two Seven. Because they were in the projects. And then they moved and to a high rise. And they moved up to a high rise. Hence the moving on up. It's not. I don't. I can. I'm not gonna oh do it. I had food poisoning last night. What is it? Helen. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say? Please tell me. Because I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just be like. No, I want Melanie to say. No, <laughs> it's the Jeffersons. It's the Jeffersons. <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> 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 See, look, I gave you enough facts about the show <laughs> you to kind of like, let you know that I knew what you were talking about. You like any more polyester? And they were It was a single camera comedy show. Yeah, and they look they look hot all the time. There's no AC. <laughs> right, come on, uh, the Jeffersons. Well, and also you know, polyester. Is polyester? I hot? lost that round. Polyester. Oh my god, it's terrible. I didn't get the I didn't get the actual point, but I got a bonus point for knowing that the father was a gay actor. Yeah, I mean that's a. 
maybe like a smiley face sticker. Eh, you, know, you know, I have. Yeah. Some. It's like you get a zero, but then the teacher put <laughs> like you get a zero percent, but the teacher put a smiley face in the zero yeah. for you. Yeah, like, you know, that's, that, that's what that's what you that's get. What okay. Oh my god. Wow, she's that is gonna, cute. This is going to go out to people, so they're going to know that I am not black. Um. <laughs> As black today. All right. Not, yeah. Welcome. 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 I am not really feeling like I want to bring the mood down with the actual New York article. Hey, excuse you. We got to do we uh, History things, for though. the Future. But we do have to transition into History for the Future. Okay, let's do it. Does anyone have a transitory step? Transitionary. Also, these are things that we're going to do because, you know, on the social meds, we're going to do in the space right. um, out oh, there in the yeah. lobby. So, Megamo, how are you feeling today currently mm. after we have all the sweets? Sweets, oh my God, I'm going to be bouncing off the fucking walls. <laughs> so, don't yeah. transition us through no split if you don't want to do no split. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Gonna, I'm mm-hmm. not. You don't have to frown at it. I'm, I mean, it, I love That is split. like always my burlesque go to. I'm like, it has to be a split in it, or it's not a, it's not not a burlesque show. Me. I mean, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. What can we do that like merges like modern uh, dance and burlesque together? Ooh. Y'all. You know what? A little bit. I'm feeling a little Cap and Dunham, a little bit like uh, figure eights at the hips, because I mean, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's modern and it's you know so you got to use your hips. No, I'm I'm thinking that a little shoulder. Little no, shoulder this shim. is a titty twirl, but you can't see it. I yeah, because I don't have my pants. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Is Listen. it a circular motion? No, it's like that. Look, no, you just back and forth. Well, think of yeah, like that. Yeah, there you go. Oh, the, but do it with the, with reckless abandon. <laughs> <laughs> I love those two words <laughs> together with reckless abandon. Talk there you go. Yes. See, now you're casting. Ah, yes. You gotta feel your flesh moving <laughs> yeah. Ooh, a lot. I love it. Okay, so we're gonna so we're gonna titty twirl. <laughs> That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tassel uh, twirl. Oh, tassel, tassel twirl. twirl. Can we tassel twirl? Um, can we do uh, like a? It's like a it's like a pot of rain, but the slowest even is a one two three one two three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I no. love balances. A balance, like a balance, balance transition yeah. with the with the uh, tassel twirl. Tassel twirl. Into one, our two, next two, segment of one. history for <laughs> the field. We uh, see this in real I life. Know, like, <laughs> this is gonna be my next move in my next. <laughs> yeah. Because if you just do the front and back balances, it's easier. Ah, uh, yeah. So you've got this down. All right. Yeah. No, we're done. We'll learn it from that one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't feel right. Great. All right. So, history for the future. So, in the love of burlesque, I found an article called uh, Seven Black Performers Who Changed the World of Burlesque. And it was written by Sharon Coughlin in 2017. Never heard of her, but that's okay. But thank you, Sarah. Yeah. So, she talks about several amazing artists, including... Josephine Baker and mm-hmm. Eartha Kitt, mm-hmm. but I'm particularly going to talk about Jean Adele. Nice. And these are Miss Sarah's words, not mine. All right. She's a true trailblazer. She was the first Black woman to perform alongside white women, and was credited for breaking the color barrier in burlesque. She nice. performed throughout the 1950s in the USA and Canada, often with her signature ostrich feather dance. Nice. And here's what's super exciting. She, uh, although she retired in 1960, Adele performed for a burlesque hall of fame in 2012. Y'all, she was at she was uh, 82 at the time, and mm-hmm. she stole the show. Yeah, yep. So 82, she was. I bet. I wonder if she brought the feathers back out. Can you send me that article? I can. Thank you. So yes, that, ladies and gents, and all those in between on the spectrum of love and life and humanity, is Miss. Who did I just tell y'all about? Gina Dell. Thank you. You're welcome. 
What did I just tell you about? <laughs> Sarah's just munching on a brownie. You'll have to excuse her. Uh, which are delectable. And delightful. They're basically fudge, but they're vegan. I mean, you eat, they, you put them in your mouth, and you may want to cry. <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. I don't understand why chocolate sometimes makes me want to cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know yeah. what? As, as Josephine Baker, she's not on the list, right? She is. Okay, I was making sure. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like two things about um, black history as well as um, the the not black exceptionalism of black history that we don't talk about are mm, queer people. Hey, um, yeah, just to make sure you had your food. Yeah, okay. Um, so <laughs> there's that we we mention and we forget, or we we mention a lot of queer people. But we don't talk about their queerness, or we mention a lot of great people in. And dance, but we don't talk about like the radicalness. Like Josephine Baker's always mentioned as like this black dance pioneer, but we mm-hmm. a lot of times try to omit the fact that she did burlesque. You know what I mean? That oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, crossover is huge. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I really appreciate. But that. also, I would say too, black community doesn't talk about her because of respectability politics. Yeah. Like I didn't learn about her until I got older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. You know, it's just so problematic. Yeah. Hashtag Isadora Duncan as well. Like, not to bring any bring some whiteness in there, but yeah, it's like they don't talk about the fact that she used to take off her clothes. They're just like, look at the pretty work that she did with the fabrics. Right. It's like, as she was taking them mm-hmm. off, like yeah. she performed in bars. <laughs> like, what do you think she was doing? Yeah, I, did, I never knew that. Yeah, mm, I didn't maybe that's Loey Fuller. Louis Fuller? With the big fabrics, with the rods. Oh, with the colors, with the technical. Oh, okay. Yep, Louis Fuller. Yeah. It's been a minute. Oh, so Louis Fuller was a. Take her, you take off her clothes? Yeah. Some, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there was definitely, she, that was a, a sexual <laughs> presentation. Oh, that's amazing. She yeah. also was one of the first women who tried to get her work copywritten and uh, was unable to do so because there were so many other people stealing her act all over the world and getting paid wow. for it. So, yeah. like, there's this whole big case about her. She, like, went to court and everything wow. trying to get yeah. her dance copywritten. Wow. That's not surprising. Also, Sojourner Truth, that was who it is. No, who did um, Ain't I a Woman? What? Ain't I a woman? Who? Well, who who did the? Well, I think Sojourner Truth did the speech, but yeah. Bell Hooks has a book. No, yeah, I'm talking about the speech. Um, Sojourner Truth didn't she uh, lift her her dress up and show her um, breast to the people? Oh, did and she? During one of the feminists. Um, Is that a thing. rumor? No, I heard it was. I heard that was like I one of the reasons that came up was the fact that black women weren't seen as women. So then she was like, I'm going to expose my breast. It's like so crazy, right? Because then they were seen as women because they were constantly. I don't. Anyway. Well, I think I think well, I think seen as a, <gasps> they were uh, yeah. bred. Oh and my god! Bru- anyway. But I mean, I mean, yes. Yeah, Let me just let me put this get into, my get into it. Yeah, get like, into it. Seen as a woman, and I think also, um, yeah, definitely seen as a woman in some regards. But I think in the idea that like men and women, um, African folks who were enslaved, were respectability politics. Yeah, was were treated exactly the same and. Mm-hmm. Instead of you know okay anyways, there's that um, right. we have it's on Pinterest. I'll find a way to get sent it to. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Cross texting. Right. Um, so we're, for our main segment and um, reason to podcast today is to speak about our bodies. Um, body positivity is a word. Uh, conversations around the body, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like in our personal lives with one another, we've spoken about. Um, the way in which we have been using our art form of dance and movement to to at least bring up some more conversation about the body that may not be at the forefront or in the mainstream. Like I'm noticing, um, or not I'm noticing, but I know we have like Instagram pages that are dedicated to it or how mm-hmm. we decide to costume or clothe ourselves um, is a part of it. So all those things are in the room. I just want to bring it in so we can have that open conversation. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. So... <clears throat> 
Do y'all want me to start? Yeah, I think it would be great to talk about um, your Instagram page and, and what okay. you're doing with Burlesque. Okay, so um, I consider myself a larger-bodied, fat, plus-size burlesque performer. Um, and my, with that said, my definition of body positivity includes all bodies. So when I think about... Um, shows that I see in burlesque and like in dance and in just the performance world in general I um I always look at it through that lens so when I see shows that have majoritively only thin bodies that irks me but if I see a show that doesn't include every body that also irks me because I'm body positive so mm -hmm. I mean like disabled bodies yeah. um brown bodies you know every everybody <laughs> yeah. that's my that's because there's a lot of flack that the body positivity movement gets um considering they're like oh yeah we're fat positive but we might not that might not be like then there's like this whole like invisible competition between fat people and skinny people it's mm. like it's not invisible but oh, it's, yeah, right. <laughs> it's there <laughs> um but it's like how how was this constructed it was made, but then people see it and they get all uppity about it. And that, I don't know, it's really hard for me to explain without getting super emotional. So I just like, I don't like body positivity if it doesn't include all bodies. That's my, my so. thing. And yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say something about uh, when I sort of joined the burlesque scene for a bit. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I loved about it was the body positivity. Particularly, I was in burlesque spaces for women of color. Yeah. And actually being in that space helped, like the way it was modeled, helped me sort of see and understand how we can appreciate people with different types of bodies. Yep. And also appreciate my body where it was. It's like, no, I didn't have the biggest boobs or the fattest ass. Yep. But like, what are my assets? Like, what what do I have to bring assets. to the table that's, all, that's from, you know, yeah. For Cassie. Yes. Okay, thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, but so seeing it modeled was was really beautiful. And yeah. then also the spaces in which like people, especially producers, hold and celebrate mm. um, different bodies is, is pretty amazing. And seeing that yeah. versus people yeah. saying it and then not doing it. Yeah, yeah which is, I, that's my biggest pet peeve. I will say one more thing Please. about my burlesque history is that the troupe that I started with was, mm. I started in D.C. and it was a queer body positive, sex positive troupe. Mm. So I was in a bubble mm. <laughs> when I first started burlesque. I was in this beautiful, queer, fat, black, brown, mm. you know, like disabled bodies, like this beautiful bubble. And then I came to New York and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then I, but then I was like, okay, let me find these people because yeah. I know they're out there. Yeah. So I found them. Uh, I had a I had a question. If we could um, talk about some of the words that we use to talk about bodies, mm -hmm. and then um, maybe talk about our personal relationship with those words. And I think sure. one of the main words of it that is in the room is fat. And I have a mother mm. who identifies as fat, and she wants my brothers and I to not her sons essentially um, to not try to excuse it or find like softer language for it. She's like, no, I'm a fat woman. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you describe me, feel free to call me a fat woman. Mm -hmm. But I know not everyone has the same relationship with that word yeah. um, and other words that pertain to shapes of our bodies and things right. like that. So fat is in the room. Fat is in the room. Yeah. Do you want to talk our about bodies. Do you want to yeah. talk about Sarah? Because I've talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I have something to add to that okay. as an identity word. I also had a follow-up question. So mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe as the words come up, we'll just like yeah. Ding them. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I do identify as fat. I also identify as larger bodied and I also identify as plus size. Um, my relationship to the word fat was not always like, oh, yay, I'm fat. No, definitely not. And some days, like to this day, some days I'm still like, Ugh, can I just stay at home and not have to deal with like people who don't like fat people? Because yeah. there are a lot of them out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I, um, I know that even some people who would be perceived as fat by main, like main society um, mm-hmm. don't use that word either because they don't, they don't like it. So, yeah, it's a very personal thing. Um, I was called a fatso when I was in fourth grade. Yep, still remember it. (laughs) Still remember his name, too. But I'm not going to talk about that because I don't need to name call Um, or call out. Um, But, yeah, I definitely, like, that stayed with me for a really long time. And then when I started doing burlesque and I had always been comfortable in my body, but, like, there was this societal, like, thing hanging over me being like, yeah, you may be comfortable, but why (laughs) like and then I was a ballet dancer too so there was like this other part like (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) and even at my smallest Mm -hmm. like I wasn't societally Hmm. thin so yeah it's it's essentially like I remember growing up we didn't call people fat we said big boned Mm -hmm. yeah and and I like that because it's (laughs) like there's so much I don't know when you say big boned like when I I have such like fond memories of my grandmother and my aunt and just how amazing like humans they are yeah. and just what they did and sort of the spaces that they held and I don't know. But I love that fat is so celebrated. Yeah. And that people are saying it. I love it. And I think yeah. along with that, like my, my mother's side of the family um, are from Texas and it's like I tell them like that's 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 a Texas big family because mm-hmm. we talk about bigness as being a great thing and if you were small like any specifically a woman i think there's also a gendered conversation in this Mm -hmm. regard Mm -hmm. anytime a woman who came over who wasn't like like breast size wasn't like c or bigger maybe like d or bigger for my family more specifically and i'm thinking Mm -hmm. and didn't have ass tips and things but that that my family would be like that's not a woman Mm. she is is not a woman uh or like or Mm. be like oh she needs to eat or so i wouldn't be considered a woman um Yes, you'll be considered a woman in my family. <laughs> because, like, it's it was one of those, like... So my dad's side of the family, and specifically my dad, is very, very, very thin. So my family ended up having, like, this very um, almost homogenous look of even, like, kind of, like, skin tone. My, my, that side of the family is really light. And then my brothers and my dad and I were all, like, naturally thin people. So in my family, I, I kind of... From just the comments and not at a se- severity of a degree, but I started to have a question about my natural thinness and like being like, I, I wanted to fix it. I remember yeah. being young, wanting to fix it and eating yeah. a lot um, and kind of wondering like, where's this food going? Because I'm mm. trying to eat a lot <laughs> and I'm trying to get like the rest of my family. I thought, I, I really thought that like adulthood and, and being um, as filled up as the rest of my, my mom's side of the family was like going to be a good thing. So I saw all the comments about other skinnier people who are way more skinnier than I as, was mm-hmm. as like a very like, okay, that is not the body to desire. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's still a part of how I view um, my romantic and my sexual relationships. Like mm-hmm. when I go through, when I used to go through like the Jack and the Grinders, if anybody's like, it was a thing, like I can see your rib. It was like, that's mm. not a good thing. Like, it's all of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting how you sort of, like, what we carry with us from childhood. Because, mm. like, I will say my mom made it a point not to um, emphasize weight or skin tone. Mm. Like, that was Goodness. a big thing. Because, like, and I didn't even realize until I got older that she's fairly lighter than me. Like, she never mm. made it a thing. But, not but, and, she used to say, 
you you girls will not be unhealthy. So like we didn't get mm. to grow up drinking sodas and a lot of candy yeah. and everything. And so and this is why I probably OD on all that shit now. <laughs> and, because same. I'm like, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I can do oh what I want to do now. <laughs> and she's just like, well, Such a sugar fiend. Right? Because she's like, you're not. I'm not supporting that. Yeah. So what you won't do is be unhealthy in my house. Yeah. So yeah. And but then like, get, what's the definition of healthy? And oh my god! Like I definitely had like the parents on a health trend in the mm. '80s, but in that time. <laughs> in our community, that was like diet yogurt uh, and like see. a lot of fake sweeteners and uh, yeah, all that right, kind of stuff. Right, and right. so, ugh, yeah, aspartame, aspartame. Yeah. Oh my god. Can I also bring um, Harry into the room because Ooh. I love hair. it. Also, I grew up very hairy. Like mm-hmm. I had hair on my legs when I was nine, mm-hmm. and I got picked on a lot. Like I used to only wear long sleeves in the summertime wow. because I didn't want people to pick at my arms. Okay, I know. I missed out on a lot of cute outfits in middle school. That's all right. Of it. I feel like you could full wear bush them revolution. Now. Oh, I do now. But you yeah. know, it's, it's interesting. Full bush. Full, full bush, bush revolution. Yeah, you know. Oh my gosh, there and there's that. And also, even with my bushy ass eyebrows, it's like I'm leaving them. But now I've sort of embraced the hair. And yeah. also, this is why I think I love and celebrate people who are extremely hairy because it's like one, you didn't choose genetically to have all this no. motherfucking hair. Yeah, right. And so you know, and I had, I just remember having to like, I had a partner who always wanted me to nair his motherfucking back, and I'm just like, leave it. Mm. Let it creep out the back of your freaking, mm-hmm. you know, collar. Yeah. I yeah. don't care. But, yeah. you know, society was like, I do care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, society does care. So, oh, I was thinking about dancing bodies, too, not being hairy. But, okay, go. sorry. I also, oh. well, I just wanted to loop back and bring in, like, you were talking about being in communities. And I think you were, too, Helen. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing at people, but yeah. you can't see me. <laughs> Melanie, you were talking about, Helen, you were talking about being in communities where body positivity was modeled. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see if y'all could be a little more specific about that because I feel mm-hmm. like it's really a challenge in performing communities yeah. to yeah. be accepting and model. Like, yeah. wh- concretely, what are we doing mm. with each other, mm-hmm. both how we talk about our own bodies and how we talk about each other's bodies mm-hmm. uh, to change the culture of, like, the, I just feel like dance, the dance world is a lot of it especially the parts of it that hold up like Eurocentric beauty standards mm-hmm. is traditionally so negative and yes. so yeah. damaging in yes. a lot of ways, which really it was something I was thinking about a lot with that article that you sent, Jay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Melanie, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I mean, I could just say that like, I think be- the burlesque community is a celebration of bodies. And so mm-hmm. the way it was modeled is just like even the way you cheer and celebrate when someone shoulder- so- shows a shoulder or an elbow or a kneecap. And it's just, you know, whatever they're sharing, you celebrate that and you let them know how grateful you are that they shared it with yep. you. Whereas in the modern dance community, there is not that sort of celebration mm-hmm. of right. body. So, yeah, then how do you, how would you model it? And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think um, for me personally, it was a lot about what happened behind stage mm-hmm. and just in like rehearsal spaces in general. Um, so I also danced with ballets um, yeah. uh, one time in the, what late 80s? Yeah, not in the late okay. 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels like the late 80s with ballets, but Sleeping or early beauty? 90s. Uh, yes, yes, yes. The second show, no, the one after Firebird. Um, so, first of all, the space that I performed in in DC, the troupe that I worked with, um, DC Girly Show, holler. Um, they, what was emphasized in the um, dressing rooms was that you can feel badly about your body and like bring it into the space, but it's very, very intentional language around it. And it almost came subconsciously because we were in already in that little bubble that I was talking about. Um, 
but it was just kind of like a if somebody was body shaming themselves, it you know that's their own choice. But if somebody started body shaming somebody else, then they would be talked to about it, and not necessarily in like a hey, you know, like don't do that um, most of the time. Um, but yeah, it's all about like how you act, and it's it it's yeah. I just yeah, it's really it's harder to articulate out of it but also in the ballets because there were so many different gender presentations Mm -hmm. like you just you just welcome it like Mm -hmm. you just have the intention of welcoming it and then um an intention you can't see intention also Mm -hmm. noted Mm -hmm. um but yeah you definitely just like have to really be accepting and that's Mm. that's basically where it came from from what i saw and it's like teaching that and like learning that and bringing that into a space is totally different than it already being there. Yeah. I feel like for the dance world, we'd have to completely unravel the entire thing yes. for, for contemporary and ballet because yeah. like it by, by default is it critiques body first and foremost. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah. I th- okay. I think actually where I was actually kind of struggling to find a space in my dance career where I felt like it was modeled. And I think the first thing I have to say is that my perspective of my own body completely shaped how I perceived that those practices. Because yep. mm-hmm. I can I can recount moments in which someone affirmed bodies around me or affirmed my own body, but how I was perceived my own body, that filter brought it in as a negative mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. brought it in first. So, yep. like, I think it's now going to be exercise for me in the next couple of months to just, like, kind of go back through my memories and and assume um, positive and affirmation as opposed to assuming yeah. something negative there. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing is that in my da- in my dance classes in which I teach at, um, uh, specifically at a space in the Bronx, where I've been teaching the longest at Mind Builders Creative Arts Center, many of the students um, have just the predominant, they don't have the, the Eurocentric body type of like right. really thin. Like I think a lot of times, maybe one to 5% of the students have that body type naturally, mm-hmm. but many of them are coming from fuller families. They're Caribbean and um, the, what they eat in their regular diet is yeah. that, that is like completely opposite of what a, a school of American ballet would allow mm-hmm. you to eat kind mm-hmm. of thing. So they just mm-hmm. naturally come fuller. And I remember my first student, maybe the biggest student that I had at the time and her parent, was very clear with me in saying that she did not want me to make accommodations for her size. Like, if she if she's in your class and she's doing something, you push her to let her know that she can do the things. And I was like, oh, well, I was really... Yeah. So we're together yeah. on this yeah, one, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've having, this is like my third year having her, and I'm, I was just noticing yesterday when I taught um, that she was doing some kind of like devil play layout thing, something I teach them and I love to do with them. But I remember when she first tried it and she was telling me she's too big to do that. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. you're not too big to do mm-hmm. anything in this class, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. So when she did it and she was on her own, like in the mirror, like trying to get it, I was just like, oh my gosh, did I, cre-? And, and I think now I'm thinking like, did I create an environment which one, she feels comfortable doing something like that and looking at her body in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And also two, no one else was like staring at her, snickering, or like making any kind of yeah. assumptions. Like, did it just yeah. does it just exist in this world where Yay. no one needs to? Oh my God. You're gonna make it. me cry, Jay. Stop <laughs> no. it. Yeah, I feel like, see, and that's yeah. and that's what we need more of. We need more teachers who actually are teaching students how to sort of work with the body that they have mm-hmm. and say, so here are the tools, and then here's how you can sort of embody that. Because I feel like when I I remember taking ballet class and I thought I'll never be good at this because I have an ass and I don't, right. I yeah. can't get this arabesque. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of this butt meat. Mm-hmm. And really, I needed a teacher to be like, actually, yes, you can. Yeah. You're just going to have to rotate your hip. You know what I mean? Like, there's yep. ways that you, your body, will yeah. have to sort of, ex- like, 
do this movement differently. Yeah. And it took me to like my thirst to find it. Yeah. But I like I wish there were more teachers who gave us space to sort of figure out what our bodies. Yeah, definitely. Um, I um. I remember this pivotal point. I was actually writing last night about this entire project because I was like, I have a lot to say about this. Maybe I should write an article. Anyway, so so I started writing. um, And there was a pivotal point in my ballet career, which, like, kind of turned me. Like, I never became a professional ballerina, and here's why. Um, (laughs) Focus on my TED Talk. Exactly. Um, So... And I think it's just... And I don't blame my teacher for this specifically. I just blame the culture because... I, when I turned 10, I was like, yes, I get to do point shoes. And my ballet teacher was like, so you're not strong enough to do point. So you need to stay on the bar. And I was like, what? Yeah. How, but, but she, and that's all she said. Like, she didn't give me any, like, mm. you should do a relevés every right. day. Mm. Like, she didn't give me any tools right. to change it. Here's she a just, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like there was, n- there was nothing. Just go to the bar and practice point until you can do it. I was yeah. like. And that my my little ballet heart was like yeah. cracked. Yeah. <laughs> I was <Aww>. like, <laughs> but then Aww. you know, like twenty years later, I was on stage doing point and taking off my clothes at the same time. So yes. that was really empowering. Yeah. Hey. It still hurts though, so I don't yeah. do it as much. <laughs> Sarah, like you, yeah. Please, Wait, what was your question? I was going to ask gonna you go just to like, and no, you can't ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I wanted to open up something else. That oh no, because I wanted to ask you like, how do you sort of? Um, yeah embody like body positivity and like in some of your own practices and mm-hmm. how you move the world yeah I think I'm I was really touched by what you're talking about Jay and and hearing people like in being in spaces that are positive but yeah. struggling to like reconcile it with how you feel like you're presenting in the world because yeah. to me I have like a disordered eating past and mm-hmm. like you know my body positivity is like really like a healing goal Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. also like I have to be real that like I may never feel 100% feel in myself right like it's something that I can model and like kind of like fake it till you make it and be like present and present and present confidence in my body and in other people's bodies and also like I think I'm really curious about finding that balance of like because I think it's actually kind of damaging when we do disparage our bodies yeah. mm-hmm. in community with other people. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then how do we find the balance of being real? Like somebody is complimenting you and yeah. you're like, I'm really struggling to take that in. Yeah. Like that's my reality yeah. to be honest about that, but also like keep fostering better, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a better state, you yeah. know, like how yeah. I'm noticing that like this, I think w- when a, Talking about body positivity, I think the thing I love about body positivity is that one, we're we're talking about the the person who is inhabiting the body feeling comfortable and actually almost in a way getting their body back from society. Because mm. I, because I feel that's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like for so many reasons, uh, not just about the say the shape and size of your body, but like something happening to your body or with your body, mm-hmm. um, that that it feels as though when you're inside it, it's not your own and you can't claim it. And I think that's a big thing for me. Mm. It's like, and just trigger warning, content warning, um, with, when it comes to like sexual assault, like as a, as a survivor, nah, I don't know a survivor, but as somebody who lived with a, with a, a sexual molestation in my life, like the idea that my body is not my own has keep coming mm, yeah. back mm-hmm. and up and mm-hmm. up and yep. up. And, um, so anytime that something kind of 
triggers that, this feeling that it's not my own. I have, I feel like I have to do that kind of work. And I yeah. noticed that I'm working with a friend on a project where we're also um, trying to find some of the connections with that along with a uh, disordered eating past. Mm. And mm-hmm. this person also feel the same thing, but it's, it's in relationship to food. And, and yep. so all these relationships that we have with our body and it not being our own and, and the idea of like trying to get it back and yep. it feels like a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> it does. And I think Every it's important. Yeah, I feel like it's important to notice that like it will be um, an evolving thing and that it won't always, it's not a constant, right? Like yeah. there's gonna, you're going to have to do a lot of adjustments. I mean, I know like, like a couple of days ago, I was looking at myself and I was just like, I am not happy with what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. I also know that I was hormonal mm-hmm. and I was breaking out because I was eating a lot of candy. <laughs> and you know what yeah. I mean? So, and it's yeah. like, also, so I had to put bring that into the comic. Like, so, probably mm-hmm. you're feeling this way because you know you did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you may not feel like that next week because, you know, the sun might be shining yeah. and you had more water to drink. And, and along with that, one of my favorite posts that I saw from Ashley R.T. Jurgens, and it was mm-hmm. like they um, mm-hmm. he was doing these these questions, like you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. Instagram does mm-hmm. them. And someone asked, like, how did you get comfortable with your trans body? And or I think it was something like that. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Get, like you were right, like he already arrived there, right, or something, mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Some kind yeah. of like you already arrived there. And but what he said was more about like having a positive relationship with your body was yeah. the bigger thing and the transitioning was just a part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like going to the gym, eating well, drinking enough water, like saying affirming things to your body mm-hmm. is is all in line with um, being comfortable in a trans body but not just the act of transitioning it of itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought that was really important because I, th- I believe in so many different areas of relationship with our body and I've been thinking yeah. like, for Black Healing slash History Month, that idea of, like, your black body is, like, you know, I'm going to put it on parade and I'm going to say it. I think that's one thing, but how we actually treat our bodies and mm-hmm. put things into our body yeah. and and the environments in which we place our bodies in yeah. are all yeah. things, the practicing of, like, having a positive relationship with your body. Because mm-hmm. it'll yeah. tell you things. It, yeah, it will. Yeah. Yeah. It also is also very important to point out, and I think we've all touched on this, is that body positivity doesn't mean that you're like, I love my body every yeah. day, yeah. you know, like yeah. you, it's, that's not what it's about. It's about just like having the positive relationship with your body mm-hmm. and knowing like if I eat <laughs> an entire pizza in one day, I'm probably not going to feel great, but that's not because I ate the pizza. It's because I ate the pizza. You know what yeah, I mean? Right, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, like, it's a lot of calories, a lot of carbs, you know what yeah. mean? and a lot of oils. And yeah. Other things. And yeah. then also, too, like, the, the body has to do a lot of work yeah. to process work. it. And so it's like, I think we sometimes, like, I was feeling so lethargic for um, a couple of days last week. And then one of the days I realized, like, oh, it was like 4 p.m. and I hadn't peed since it was 9 a.m. Oh, I know, right, y'all? But so see, dehydrated. <laughs> who you telling? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's why I feel so freaking bad. And yeah. then, again, and it's like, if you don't take care of your vessel in a way, and yeah. it's like, I'm obviously, I'm not giving my, my body enough water to fight off sickness, to, to, like, yeah. get rid of all the acidity that's going on that I'm ingesting. Like, there's just right. so much happening. And Jade's hydrating <laughs> right now. <Jade's> hydrating. <laughs> right? <laughs> And and I was getting ready to start my period, so yes. it's like, yo, you can't uh, menstruating like, bodies, right? Oh like God. you have to like. Can we? Okay, sorry. I think it's really important that we have a conversation about, um, like, really quickly about menstruating bodies. I, okay. I also, yesterday, one of my students came in and she was like. She's one of those students that when I see her, I already know what mood she's in. Like the second I yep. see her, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So when I saw her, I was like, you know, how I give present? Her. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. It's oh uh, yeah, I, okay. I really love teaching. Yeah. Like, I can tell you, it's, like, probably my first love 
before the actual art form that I'm teaching. I feel okay. like I can probably teach anything that I have a knowledge over because I just love the act of yeah. teaching. Anyways, um, so the student comes in. And, she, I, you know, I, when I know she's down, I give her a really exuberant, like, hello and good morning to try to like, help balance it out. Um, so she Can came, you meet me here? Right, yeah, yeah. And, like, so she came in, and I was like, oh, my God, good morning. And I'm, like, grabbing on her. And I'm like, it's so good to see you. You know, and then she cracks a little smile. So then at that point, I was like, you know, what's going on? And she tells me just very clearly, she's all having some cramps, you know, in the, you know. And I was like, is it a stomach cramp or is it like a womb cramp? And she's like, it's, it's like a uterus womb cramp. I was like, okay. Um, and she kept, like, dropping to the floor and, like, being, I'm going to uh, kind of say, like, there's some physical drama to, mm-hmm. like, yeah. thing, you know, yeah. like, oh, I can't do the time yep. today. Mm-hmm. So, um, but just earlier that this that week, I remember um, there was a place that I do movement research, um, dance makers in the school project. Mm-hmm. And um, in between my two classes, there's a class by another teacher, she's a black woman, because, you know, New York City schools have multiple teachers yeah. in buildings. So in her class, she had stopped the class and did a conversation with them. Um, it was only women in the class at that point. So she was telling them very clearly, like, as a professional dancer and also as you're getting into this field, this thing that comes every month, you're going to have to find a way to, like, manage it. It's yours. And yeah. you have to have build a relationship with it to yep. know what works for you and things like that because the rehearsals don't stop, the shows don't stop. And, and sometimes and, you wish they would. And you Although, wish they would, also, they like, for some people, managing it is like, I got to take this day off. No, yeah, I, amen. Because, right. you know, like, like, I know for me, it's getting, it's becoming a son of a bitch. Yes. And I don't know what's why. Yes. Yeah. And well, I know, like I stopped doing, I stopped taking certain hormones like a year ago, and okay. my body's still like, bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, what are you doing? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. And yeah. I, and I think that's one of the things that I would love for us to like be able to to get out of the the idea of like a menstruation cycle is a taboo that mm-hmm. should only be talked about with um, it should women be celebrated. Identified. Yes. yes. And Although I do not feel like celebrating. <laughs> I gotta say, I know, mm. like, I believe that. It's I, no, it's it's horribly painful. But I mean, <laughs> celebrating and like, you're you're working, you're, yes. get, you're, yes. you're getting rid of things that you need yeah. to. That's true. This is your body yeah. working well? Actually, yeah. like yes. this is a sign of your body doing what it needs to do. Yeah. Um, and I was also watching. Um, so it's, actually, I just realized there's a lot of conversations around like the menstruation happening in my life. Mm. Um, because just a couple nights ago, I was watching. On Netflix, it's a almost a terrible cartoon, almost terrible, but it's really oh, bad mouth, big mouth, yeah, big mouth, yeah. And I was watching the episode <laughs> in which um, the 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 girl character got like um, mm. a period, and then she was mm. like, "Listen, you're going to be really excited about these periods until you don't have one, and then you're going to be really alarmed." So, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, this, <laughs> this is going to yes. be a point in which you're like, "Oh, I'm so glad I have this now," <laughs> as opposed to just yeah. Um, um, but yeah, mm. I just I think in dance, there's there's a lot of like, especially with male teachers and like men being in the room and mm-hmm. teaching um, younger girls and uh, female-bodied people that there's this idea that you almost should not say anything. And right. I also feel as though, like, I am i don't know how much I can say because I don't, I don't experience it. Right. But uh, what I try to let my students know is, like, listen, this is something that's going to happen every month. Right. Just like, and I'm not to say it's the same equalizer, but my mother also lives with migraines, and she tells me that her migraines have been the worst pain before childbirth, before a period, cramps, also, yep. like, that has been the worst pain. Mm-hmm. And I live with chronic migraines. So I was like, listen, you have we have to find a way to deal with this. If it's going to be a chronic pain, you have to find a way to manage it and deal with it. Think about mm-hmm. how you eat. And, like, you know, she's a youth from the Bronx who's eating mm-hmm. McDonald's. Like, that's yep. the thing to do and eating bacon, egg, and cheeses in the morning with cream cheese and jelly. So I was like, <laughs> we have, uh-huh. like, if this is, if, if your cycle is so painful, then maybe there's some things that we can adjust in our, our eating to yeah. maybe lessen the pain. Again, like, your body is your body. That's great modeling because, like, not all teachers are saying that or even, yeah. like, having to whisper, like, you need a tampon or a pad, whatever type of, oh my God. you know, 
things that you're using for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, it's really frustrating to me because in the in the burlesque, there's like <laughs> for the dance world, it's kind of two different worlds for me. Because in the burlesque community, if you're backstage and you've got your period, you're like, you gotta t- gotta cut that tampon string, you gotta do it, and like we'll like talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, I use a diva cup, I'm good. And it's like, oh, sometimes diva cups don't even, work. you know, like there's like open conversation about it, and then you get backstage to a dance concert, and it's like. Yeah. It's a fucking what's, secret. What's a period? We don't know what a period is. Yeah. And you like, know, you know those think underwear. Do you? Does oh, it, do you I saw. They're amazing. I I'm very curious. Oh my gosh! Well, I had a dance friend who sort of advocated for me, and so I got one, and they're fucking amazing. They're good. They're pretty good. Yeah, and then they now they have they have uh, leotards, they have yeah. thongs, they have boy shirts, they have it's amazing. They partnered with uh, not partnered, or I guess they they have a relationship with Michi Yaya Dance, um, mm-hmm. and they did some some advertising and stuff yes. with them. So I think that was the beginning of them talking about leotards mm-hmm. and like the mm-hmm. dance yeah. world of it. Yeah. I thought that was really like a, a natural like easy for us to mm-hmm. connect first step, but mm-hmm. hard for like the general society to connect like yeah. underwear and dance. Could wear. you imagine a young girl trying to like wrap a fucking wing pad around a leotard? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I tried doing right? that. Yeah. And then there was oh, yeah. that whole societal construct that if you use, if you use a tampon, you're a slut. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I that, that's that. like a whole big flowering blossom conversation, but I'm going to bring it back down to <laughs> what we're talking about right now. Um, but yeah. And I was like, but why wouldn't I use a tampon? I'm a fucking dancer. Like, I'm not going to go to fucking ballet class and with a pad, like, hanging out of my leotard. Like, no, no. And people yeah. do, and, yeah. you know, kudos, because I... Mm. I think, uh, so, I, I think I want to, like, kind of just challenge this conversation and go a little further. I know we don't have any... I guess I don't... I know we don't, but... Oh, okay, I'm speaking too fast. Let me slow down the Aries brain. Okay, <laughs> reel it in. I know. So much chocolate. Okay, yes. Wow, that too. That too. Okay, so now I know the cause, all right? Um, part of the conversation and education I'm thinking of now is um, when we talk about trans folk in, in dance, and specifically trans youth in dance, and how we are advocating or how we're just actually not advocating for them at all. Because right. the conversations that we have in the places that I ter- currently teach at... Um, the, it's, it's a very like new and burgeoning conversation or, mm-hmm. or I know that I have to mm-hmm. initiate the conversation mm-hmm. and I know when we get deeper into it certain things like somebody that we may assume is a man or a boy and then having to come with us and say like actually I may need actually these have a period. may actually have a period right so how do you know what I mean and, and, yeah. and I think what's what's most important for us as educators is to kind of create the scenario in our mind and and work through all the, our biases before that moment happens so that we don't unintentionally respond in a way that makes it almost an almost um, impossible for that student to return back to our educational space because yeah. I no- I noticed that's what's the thing is not necessarily yeah. that we feel okay with it but it's like all the shock and dismay in someone's face yeah. like oh I didn't oh I t- uh, that's yeah. the hard part yeah for they don't, they don't need that emotional labor yeah. they don't need that no. I think you you know like uh, one of the huge things I think is great about that can be great about the um, other dance forms, excluding ballet, <laughs> is that um, you know how sometimes they have um, you know like uh, uniform requirements or clothing requirements, right. and how like getting rid of that shit. Yeah, like mm-hmm. stop saying that girls have to wear leotards right. and boys have to wear black tights and a white shirt or whatever. It, like that, right? It, then in itself, it completely shuts down that conversation. It does. It mm-hmm. does. Can I just bring like I? I just need to. I just need to let like lay this down right now. Mm-hmm. Um, lay it. So, <laughs> Sarah and I both like have a pretty strong ballet background, and a lot of it manifests itself in. Um, what Balanchine coined as American ballet, or mm. like you know, like, and that 
whole like what you have to be, like what body you have to have, yeah. and like. Yeah. <sighs> so like those uniforms and people have to wear like wearing like you can see somebody's body. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't have to wear a goddamn leotard to see somebody's yeah. body. You yes. can if yes. you're not seeing it, look fucking harder. Like it's your job as a teacher right. to watch your students. That's, that's mm-hmm. constantly that's the that's the reasoning, right? That's what they say. Yeah, and it's like no, I need to see your body. Well, they want to really, really, they really want to mean is like I want to see your lines, which means I want to see how small you are. Mm. Yeah, which is I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, Sarah's playing a game with her microphone. It keeps running away from me. Listeners, it does. So. Specifically on that, in the in one of the places I'm teaching, the the teacher is coming in and like uh, an, analyzing this dress code, and I'm like, you. She comes in the class, I'm like, you know, I don't like the dress code, so I'm not going to enforce it. So if you're going to enforce, thank it, you, mm-hmm. dress code. I couldn't mm-hmm. find the language. What yeah, the hell is that <laughs> shit called? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, thing. Dress code. Yeah. So dress when, code. when she comes in, and I just I just get quiet. You're my boss. You do the thing, but like I'm not going to enforce the dress code. Yeah. You know, I, we had this very clear conversation, but it's, it's both. It's gendered, and mm-hmm. the I, the thing mm-hmm. that you're telling my students that. I need to see their lines. I'm like, don't don't speak for me. I can see your lines through a jumpsuit. Yeah. Okay, Thank like you. I know when your knees are bent. I know when your tail when your tail when your hip is high. Yeah. Boom. So like, I don't mm. I don't need those things. So don't speak for me as an educator. Yeah. And also, I'm learning that when educators um, do say something like that, I begin to question like, what is your knowledge of the form and mm. your knowledge of the body in general to right. which you need to see someone damn near naked to know if their mm. knees are bent? <laughs> do it's, you not? It's a, what? It's a repeat. <laughs> They're just doing a wash and repeat. They're exactly. I was gonna say I was like I don't think that it has anything to do with their knowledge. I yeah. think it has everything to do with their analysis mm. of questioning what's been given to them. Right? Yeah. Or not. And like, oh yeah, God. Yeah. I. I mean, okay. So I'm gonna bring my mom into this because she teaches chemistry. Hey, mom. Which is not even. Hey, uh, hey Susan Silverfox. Um, she. Um, <laughs> she has like I want to give her some props because yes. she works in a majoritively like white, very upper middle class, upper class um, school. I won't say the city because, you know, whatever. Um, But like she has been like really good at adjusting Mm. to things. And I just am like, mom, maybe when you retire, you can go out to schools and like teach people how to adjust to things. Mm. Um, Because it's like they have, they now have like trans children in their, in their um, student body. And it's like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and she's like, yes. And you do. And like, we, I sat down and had a conversation with her and my brother in law and my sister. And my brother in law also works at this school. And they were like, so tell us about trans children. And I was like, I mean, I'm not trans, so I can't speak for them, but I will tell you my experiences. But like, it was just nice to see like educators being like, oh, let me educate myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I Jay, I love you. Exactly to what you're saying, Jay, too. And it, like, reminds me of your conversation with Max Capacity, where it's, like, it's not if, it's when, right? Yeah. Like, you need to be, yes. you need to be thinking, like, and if, if you're not thinking ahead about how you will be in these situations, yes. you're not creating space for them to happen. Nope. Mm-hmm. So, nope. Oh, and I, I learned that from my parents. My parents modeled that really quickly when I um, came out at 14. Um, it was the easiest conversation. The harder conversation was to admit to my mother that I actually had the sex at that point, so that was harder. But both my mother handled, both my mother and my father handled the conversation really well. My dad was very much so like, mm. are you sure? And I said, yeah. He was like, all right, cool. Boom. Um, and I learned later on that when my mother was pregnant with me, and that I think pregnancy for her was really um, 
surprising because she went through, she had a tumor or some kind of cancer that prevented her from having a menstrual cycle for such a long time okay. that she didn't think that she could have a child at all. So yeah. for her to be pregnant, she's like, okay, great, this is news. But she played a game through the length of her pregnancy with my father. It's like, what if our child is? Mm. And it was a series oh of God, like I love your things. That's amazing. And, one, and two of the things yeah. that came up that they spent a long time on was like, what if our child is gay or what if our child doesn't believe that they're in the right body gender-wise? Uh, gender mm. So my parents just had, they, ha- they had to do that work for themselves and I actually love to go back in that conversation and learn more about the nuances nuances of the conversation. Yeah. I just know the end result of that. Yeah. My parents decided that yeah. no matter what their children are going to be, that their their job is to love them. Oh my God. And, and so like my, <laughs> my parents God. are like That's they really grew up beautiful. as Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. So I think that goes even further that like yeah. Yeah. they have religious um, support to say that they should mm-hmm. completely exile their child if they don't fall within these lines. Yeah. But they decided to like go to another part of the sex that says like my job as your as your um, parent in this realm is mm-hmm. to love you, so that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. That's big, and um, I love your parents now I love too. Them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we my, love you, Jay's parents. Uh, love you, Jay's parents. My mom does not listen to this. Uh, no, no, I lied, I lied, I lied. No, she does. I forgot. <laughs> I don't know if she's listening anymore because she thinks we him and haw around a little too much. Oh, <laughs> she's like, I mean, y'all play around in the part. Y'all just need to get into the conversation. That's so, my favorite part. Do I, we? I know. I love that. Do we want to <laughs> talk about that article, by the way, getting into things? Um, do we have time? I don't. Do we? We no. have time. Well, we have the, the hour after this book, so so we can bleed over mm. if you want to. I just. Can that's I? Be a really long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to leave at one thirty anyway. So okay. that's like in six minutes. But I do want to say that like. Yeah. <laughs> that article, and I I don't even know. It's yeah, the, I know it's, it's like the um, New York article about r- what happened in the New York City ballet. Right. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, there's misogyny in there has been misogyny in ballet for like ever. I don't know why people were surprised yeah. by the, the fact that this was happening. Yeah. Um, and number two, like Balanchine, like what? <laughs> Balanchine. Yeah, Balanchine. Like, yeah. why are people surprised that this was happening? Like, yeah. he created this muse culture, and like, mm-hmm. no, like, you can't respect people that you treat like like objects. Mm-hmm. Like we said this before. Yeah, yeah. Can you, you guys really quickly say statement. what the what the article is about? You said, but you kind of said it. Yeah, it's. I mean. I'm going to put in the description also wherever you're listening so that you can take your time to read. I was going to just give a quick, like, content warning that it's going to be very explicit yeah, conversations and text really messages about completely disrespecting and um, sexually violating someone's body. Um, but along with that, the it goes, is like an expose and, like, um, history of the culture of the New York City Ballet in particular by New York. The New Yorker, um, the sexual assault allegations or court case um, that happened with the school of American Ballet student who was in a relationship with the principal dancer in New York City who sent uh, text messages and, and images of her body to other principal, male principal dancers in the company and also a young donor in the company or of the company mm-hmm. and it also goes into the history of like the environment that is New York City Ballet that kind of allowed this to happen so it's yeah. not just what is this particular moment but also how did we get here Right. Um, I didn't get as deep into it when I sent it, I, I got up into the point where we talking about Peter Martin and mm-hmm. um, his works and how it related to society at that time because they've yeah. been creating since the late 70s. Um, and it was all very, it, it felt very comprehensive. I think that's the best thing to say, but very comprehensive at that point. It could, I mean, I didn't finish it, so like, it, yeah, yeah it could no, they're off and I, go terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I think I did, I read it mm-hmm. and I, I feel. Um, I don't feel surprised, but I do feel disappointed yeah. mm-hmm. in the lack of analysis beyond 
the kind of bad apples conversation, uh, which yeah. I felt, I mean, is obviously like yeah. the safe narrative that New yes. York City Ballet would like to uphold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, then yeah. if that's what they're going to do, then I, I think it's the job of whoever's reporting on it mm-hmm. to add that analysis of like, and we're looking at a culture that is like 100% rigidly upholding yeah. Eurocentric beauty standards, yep. white supremacy, yeah. yep. heteronormativity, yep. ableism, Boom. like yep. all of this stuff. And then like, Yes, of course, we should not be surprised that this bullshit is happening. But also, and yes, like, it's pretty terrible and these people should have consequences for that. And also, like, we're not going to fix it by firing people. No. Like, yeah, no. It's actually, it's, it might actually just, make the por- 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 problem worse because yeah. then you're traumatizing. Not just in your city ballet, but like everywhere that this shit is going yeah. on. It's yeah. like, we're not going to fix it by firing people. Yeah. There's, so, a, there's a person in Pittsburgh and I'm, whatever time, um, I think this conversation is really important, yeah. so I'm not going to cut it off. Um, there's a person in Pittsburgh who work, who studies trauma and trauma cycles. Mm. And it's like, and Trump, like just, Sorry to bring him into the room, but yeah. he like personifies this beautifully. Yeah. Like he, people call him out for doing stuff, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm so hurt that you called me out for doing this." And so now he's the victim, yeah. and then the other people are like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Then and then and like, and they run to you know they run to save him, mm-hmm. but then like somebody else gets hurt, and it just like continues a cycle. Yeah. So firing these people, while it creates a safer space for the people who were mm-hmm. involved, which is great. Um, it's not, it's not, it's like, it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't fix it. Like just moving, moving people who were the, I'm going to call the agents of such Mm. a terrible system out doesn't itself change the system. And I'm looking at, um, South Africa and what they did after the apartheid Mm -hmm. and part of what they did, um, Nelson Mandela and, uh, Desmond Tutu. Tutu. Thank you. Woo. Got it. I know her name. Um, what they did with some of the people who were um, in the government, they they looked at them as a um, okay. I think the the concept was like if there's a system that incentivizes incentivizes a lot of negative and terrible behavior, including white supremacy and misogyny, things like that, then the the theory that they're practicing under is that those who operate within the system are also victims of the system itself. Yes, and yes. I think that's a really hard concept right now for us to imagine in our in our white supremacist patriarchal and yeah. capitalist society. In America is that some of these folks that are in positions of power are also victims to the system, especially if they're agents of it. Mm-hmm. But if if we are if the system incentivizes it, then we th- what the point was. I'm looking actually at Dave Chappelle's stand up. The point that he was trying mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. was to actually have conversations with a lot of people who are who we would call white supremacists, who we, like Trump himself and many people in office, mm-hmm. and figure out. Um, what what in what was going on in their lives so that we can actually help eradicate the system in and of itself. And the saying that it's a very important component to yeah. talk to those and engage with those who are agents of the system to a- actually eradicate the system yep. as opposed to just moving them away and yep. imagine that the problem is going to be fixed in and of yeah, itself. No. Yeah. There's been a lot of conversations about um, seeing people's humanity and, and starting from that place when you're having some of these conversations. It kind of came up when I went to the, the black feminist um gathering where you know one of the the panelists was being yelled at and Mm -hmm. it's like interesting like that actually they're arguing the same point that the panelists has said but it was like the delivery Mm -hmm. and I even at the end went up to them and I said do you realize like I don't think she's she she does not um critique is fine 
but it's the way in which you came at her. You did not. You came. You came yelling at her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you like offered very triggering language, and that is not how you have a conversation. So I'm glad you're bringing it into the room of like how you know with these type of situations and systems. Like let's actually sit down and have a conversation with them, which is like not always our go to. And mm-hmm. you know the I think I talked about this the piece that I saw recently that was extremely racist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. where there was a line in a song that said, "Hey guys, we're singing R&B music, so you have to put a, a handkerchief in your mouth so that you are in an intelligent." and can't understand the words otherwise it's not r&b this was a this was a lyric in a song that happened was at city center Mm -hmm. and the dancers proceeded to put rags in their mouths and Mm -hmm. dance around stage and it was to a song that is traditionally sung by a black quartet i believe anyway so i'm just like and they Mm -hmm. got a standing ovation for this piece why and i'm sitting and i'm like i was so pissed and then, so, like, now that you're saying, like, oh, like, have a conversation, I'm thinking, what would it be like to sit across, sit in a room with them, the choreographers, and be like, so, let's talk about your choices yeah. for this work. I'm, I do, the I'm, fuck? I'm, I'm yeah. little, you know, a little bit, I'm hoping that conversations like that turn out to be or something a little bit, not a little bit, something close to and further into being very clear with holding yourself accountable is what yes. Liam, Neeson, Liam Neeson talked about when he decades ago went around looking for um, a black man to kill because his friend was um, said that she was sexually assaulted by a black man mm-hmm. and then he went on like a week long killing spree or hopefully killing spree trying to find any black man to kill before he stopped himself. He didn't use the words that it was racist. He didn't use the words mm-hmm. but he didn't use the, the language that we need to hear from someone yep. to hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was like, But I was like, okay, this is actually... I think if if we asked for it also, I think the context in which he said it was really like, whoa, this is coming out of nowhere. But if we were to ask someone about what kind of racist things have you done in the past that that we probably should know about or how you can align Mm -hmm. with this, I think it'll be something like that. And I think, and I'm saying that as somebody, like I, I am, I was raised in condition to be a man. So like there's a lot of patriarchal things that Mm -hmm. I, I did. And I specifically remember the first time a woman or actually a girl in school, a friend of mine, like, lashed at me for calling her a bitch. And I think that was, like, I didn't really understand it was such a gendered language until that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, like, every time I used it beforehand and then, in, and then since, you know what I mean, because I didn't just, like, stop my behavior around calling yeah. women bitches, was that I have to really sit with the accountability of doing something like that and it coming out of my mouth yeah. to a woman in that specific context and what that means. So I think when we have conversations like that, I'm imagining that it should look like a lot of people admitting things that mm-hmm. were in line with the ways that we incentivize this this mm-hmm. behavior, and then holding themselves accountable yeah. and making um, making practices to change it yeah. in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. Um, is that I don't even know. I can't even like say the specifics because I don't remember them. But some politician in Virginia, those pictures came up of him mm-hmm. in. Yeah. <laughs> Blackface. With the in, in blackface, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, keep lifting his name up." No, we don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he was like, "Oh, yeah, no, I was in Michael Jackson face," and we're like, "I'm sorry, that's you're. I'm sorry, you're in a black man's face. You're, you're in a black. you're in you're in blackface. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's what that is. It's yeah. This is why people go to school to be um, moderators, mediators, or whatever it is that has conversations like that. Because if I were to sit, I would have a difficult time sitting across from him mm-hmm. and saying, "No, I'm in Michael Jackson face." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, how do you respond to that? Yeah, you, yeah. And it's, and, it, and it's just so obvious that, like, the emotional maturity and the mono, mo- emotional growth to, like, realize that you've messed up and, like, is mm-hmm. just not taught. Mm-mm. It's not taught at all. And that's, yeah. like, and I don't know who that's on, you know? Like, who, who should do that work? They should, obviously. Yeah. But then there's got to be somebody else in the room because they're not checking themselves. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. and that kind of makes me want to go back to school and get my master's in moderation. But like, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, I don't have that money. Yeah. Yeah. I think right that's, I, that just brought up the my first thought about Black History Month and it being something that I feel like just for any, and not just for Black History Month, but for any month or time period that we specifically celebrate a marginalized community and their history yes. and, the, and, and their culture is to say the people who have created the marginalization or our benefit from the marginalization because people should be the ones that go in and do the, mm-hmm. the yeah. celebrating mm-hmm. the most and yeah. get, showing up to shows, whatever the thing is. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, for Black History Month, I was like, I think it should be for the white people to go and like buy black and to go to black mm-hmm. shows and things yeah. like that. Because yeah. that, I mean, that that for me shows that we that would be the healing process as opposed to just like the black people doing the things for us. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we actually kind of do, do it, it all, three, the time. all the time. Yeah. So like, it's not it's not a real yeah. thing for us. So I'm yeah. thinking like for all all identities and and folks who are marginalized the people who benefit from the marginalization of these people should be the mm-hmm. main actors to be like as a person whose man condition be man for women's month i'm going to only see women shows or watch these things and mm-hmm. and, and you know what i mean yeah That's right. and also let's do. just not do it one month and, uh, <laughs> like okay. right but yeah but and let's start the conversation because there's some people who wouldn't do it never uh, you know right. so yeah. like yeah let's I, play some seeds yeah i think like one of the best parts of my education and i was fortunate enough to go to a very like um, well-off private school that my mom taught at, um, still t- teaches, um, is that they had America in the 60s as a class, mm. and mm. it actually, like, mm. it didn't talk at length about the civil rights movement, but it definitely, like, it brought, well, no, it did, it did. It brought it up and, like, talked about it, and I know names that I just hear other people being like, who's that? And I'm like... And of uh, course, all of the names are falling out of my head right now. Yeah. But like, everybody knows who Martin Luther King is because yeah. there's a day for him. But um, the college that's literally like right n- next to my apartment. What is his name? Are you in uh, Crown Heights? Yes. Oh, uh, I taught at the school. Damn it. <laughs> Medgar Evers? Uh, Medgar Evers. Yes, Medgar yeah. Evers. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. yeah, like... I knew I like was like oh I recognize that name and I was yeah. like, but other people other white people are just like what who yeah. and either like whoever's been educated in the public school mm-hmm. anyway another whole conversation oh, just yeah. use your pocket computer all right pocket computer my friend Dara is always really surprised when I like whip out my phone and just like Google something really quickly because we'll be on the phone talking about something that we don't know and yeah. then, like in the next minute I'm like we oh it's actually we don't this. have to not know we don't have to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have these things it's right there yes um yeah I think so maybe we can begin to transition into the, sorry um, the okay. closing of this conversation which was really great and really stimulating so this just means that we need to have it again um, and get more into the nuances mm. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's that word again Jay is exercising them eyebrows today <laughs> no, no. I don't really have much energy to do much else I think that's why <laughs> all the energy is oh. in the eyebrows <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's do our, what do we have coming up next? This episode is going to come out, um, in two Tuesdays. So what does that mean? Tuesdays, 26th. You better be on it. (laughs) She's got like a calendar in her brain. (laughs) God. Right. Yeah, on the 26th. So just think about both. (laughs) Sarah's like, I'm on a podcast. I'm on a podcast. I'm on a podcast. I'm on a podcast. (laughs) I already thought ahead because I knew you had somebody scheduled in between. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) So do you know, um, uh, yeah, so who wants to go first? Do you, if you have an idea? I will have something. Okay. That week. Um, there will be a This Body Tumbles Partners Dances community class on Thursday evening, the 28th at Ooh, Brooklyn Arts Exchange. Show up. 
Um, and that is just like a, this body is a, a organization, I don't, a collective mm-hmm. around just like thing. trying to create a community. We're trying to do some artist mm-hmm. potlucks. We're having these like no experience necessary classes that we're yeah. offering once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With They're Diane, who, with Diane also also been who was also on the pod. Yeah. yeah. So it's literally like if you ever like it, you're just like I have never turned. We had somebody in our last class who had never turned upside down before. Oh. And wow. Fucking did it. Yeah. That's amazing. That is a big thing. So it is huge. cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. a huge thing for like sometimes your feet to be off the ground mm-hmm. or oh off, off of like a, a structure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's life changing. Yeah. yeah, especially when you don't expect it to happen. <laughs> 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 Hashtag me in a studio yeah. one time. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I'm performing in April, May, and June. Awesome. Um, yeah. For some different projects, and I don't. I sometimes put things on Facebook, but That's honestly, right. if you find me through Facebook and message me, I really um, do some old school emails. Yeah, hey. she does. When different I have things font. coming up. And yeah. we, we're and starting I'll be to happy share. to send it to you. Yeah, we'll, we're starting to share <laughs> stuff on the, on our social too. So yeah. um, we'll we'll extract it from your email. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Extraction. Yes. It's a very thorough email. Yeah, very <laughs> thorough, colorful email. Yeah. Um, do you want to let the people know how they can find you on social media? Um, if you want, I probably the easiest way to find me is Sarah Roar on Facebook. R O E R. There's not another many of us. There's not many no. Roars in no. the world. Sarah with an H or with no, no H. H. The last name is going to be the key, though. That's uh, yeah. that's how we're going to get. Okay. To, that's how you're going to get to me. Yeah. There's a lot of Sarahs in the world. Yeah. Roar. <laughs> Roar. Roar. Um, so I all the felines on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I love cats. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Um, so I actually don't have any shows coming up until. Oh my god. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know. I but probably change next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has a. It has a tendency to change real fast. <laughs> yeah. um, so just find me on Instagram at Velvet Kensington. Yes. Velvet like the fabric, Kensington like the neighborhood. Um, or on Facebook, Velvet Kensington. Um, also, if you want to join my mailing, velvetkensington at gmail dot com. Yes. Um. I do sporadic emails, much like Sarah, old school. Sometimes I'll put a flyer in there. It'll be great. Um, but, yeah, and I do a lot of posts about cats, body positivity, um, burlesque, and where to find fat clothes. So Yeah, it's yeah, important. Yeah, that's, mm. that's where I'm at. More places than Lane Bryant. Right. <laughs> yes, thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shout out to Plus Brooklyn. What? Hey, hey yes, mm. yes. Milani's, Milani's. So we have two days left for my fundraiser. And we're excited about it, and we're happy, and with gratitude and love, thank you all who have supported thus far. You can find a link on my Instagram, also on Facebook. And, yeah, that's what we're doing. I'll have a show in March, but, you know. I mean, it's not my show. Huh? Is it the one on the 18th? Yeah, I guess. Is that a Monday? Yeah. No, your show's in May, so it's not, you're not that one. The so big, yeah, big yeah. one. The, the big, big one. one. The May. big, big one is May 16th, 17th. Come yeah. through. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Um, yeah, so that's what I've got going on. Awesome. Um, I, I'm just going to keep saying this because I got to get into practice of letting people know when I'm performing in other people's work. I'm actually not that great because I learned that I'm really involved in my role in the process. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that I, that's a good way of putting it. You know, <laughs> that I forget that um, people need to know that I'm doing it. So um, I'm in Maria Bauman's um, 
Sankofa, a desire, dream, dream, desire. I'm not good with the names, so I'm learning. Um, that'll be performed at Brooklyn Arts Exchange during the first weekend in April. I believe that's like a fifth and sixth. Sarah, I'm looking at you. I'm missing it. Okay, (laughs) no, no, I'm looking at you for calendar things. No, no. Okay, yeah. So I think it's a Friday, Saturday. Um, at Brooklyn Arts Exchange. Definitely a Friday, Saturday. First Friday and Saturday in April. In April. Um, that'll be right after my birthing day. So, um, please come through and do that. Um, I'll be on a staircase doing cool t- cool things. Don't so, give away the goods. I'm just saying. That I'm just letting know that, like you know, the stairs are involved in the. In the it's going to be a smaller house than usual, so y'all don't yeah. wait. Don't, don't sit wait. on these tickets. Don't sit. No, because they will. They will sell out. They'll do yeah, it's very bummer. Or you should, really you should wait till last. Are. Yeah, but, or wait till last minute. Don't get your ticket. <laughs> Come the day of. <laughs> hope for magic. And with not walk away disappointed. There are All a lot right. of good restaurants so, in Park Slope. Those are your options. What? There are. I mean, it's true. going to do. Yeah, right. That's an option that they're going we, to we, do. We, I remember. We used to say this all the time. Get tickets, get tickets, get tickets. And then people would show up. I remember walking that box office shift. That would be hilarious. Yeah. They'd walk up and be like, hey. Oh, FYI, we all know each other through Brooklyn Arts Exchange. Yeah, we do. Oh. Yes. It's so Shout classy. Max fam. Um... So, yeah, I guess I'll be, you can check out my website for those things. I'm going to be posting it on my social medias. Um, All of our social media handles that we shared in this podcast are going to be in the description box wherever you are listening. Um, So can we do our dance union has? Mm Mm-hmm. Sarah's ready. <laughs> oh, you're not ready? Okay, that's not what that face you know, looks like. You look like that. Your face looks like a you. face of shock. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I don't know about this. I knew this was coming the whole time. I didn't have to pick something out. <laughs> Wait so a minute. At the, at the end of the podcast, we do, uh, we finish the statement my dance union has <laughs> as a way to imagine. Right, 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 right. Okay. Right, and it could be very practical and, mm-hmm. you know, or it can be a dreamscape type Kay. thing. Yep. Cool, cool. Sarah, do you want to go first now? I'm ready. Okay. Great. okay my dance union has a body, like, Image therapy mm. group by donation. Yes. Mm. Okay, all right. Trying to trying to step on some. Anyway, no, I didn't. That's not <laughs> what I was thinking. I said my body. My body has my dance union. <laughs> my da- maybe my both. Dance, yeah, my dance union has my body. <laughs> my dance. Right. Okay, no. Um, my dance union has um, toxic masculinity training. Oh. Like untraining okay. and untraining, yeah. And there are classes about it at Center for Anti Violence Education, who so I also work with. What? Yes. Shout out CAE, go on. Yeah, yeah. CAE, I know. Self Defense. I, I did that. And boxing did that. Oof, love that face. Okay. So teach it there. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I have a lot of questions for you now after this episode is finished. <laughs> you want to go or do you want me to bring it home? That was the same offering. <laughs> <laughs> what you did earlier when I had two <laughs> questions and you gave me one answer. <laughs> Okie doke. Okay, I'm just keep it simple. My dance union has um, well-trained moderators. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, shit. Um, my dance union has um, longer, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, a panel or like a long table, just longer in terms of like time, length of time, mm-hmm. um, to talk about really, 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 really important conversations yep. in which um, we often need more time for, as opposed to like we only have an hour or two hours. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna we're gonna turn this to a day thing, mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. day long mm-hmm. long table. There mm-hmm. was gonna be lunch provided, and because it's at the table, so mm-hmm. <laughs> right and <laughs> right, possibly yeah. dinner and yeah. possibly dinner, yeah, Some and breakfast. those things. And then also all participants um, at the t- at the table are gonna be um, compensated. Yes. In some way. Nice. It's, you know, just I just feel Money. like all that labor deserves to be compensated. Here for that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so thank you for listening to another episode of the Dance Union Podcast. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Apple Music Podcast, on um, Google Play Music, and now on, on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Uh, new things are new things. Um, then you can also um, follow us on social medias at um, the Dance Union Podcast on Instagram. Just Oh, no. Just at the Dance Union on Instagram. The Dance Union Podcast on Facebook. And you can email us at the Dance Union Podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out. And um, I think that's all the And become things. a Patreon. Oh, yes. Okay. And thank... Oh, okay. And we have... <laughs> we have a backer better, in the room named Sarah Roy. Join me. Yes. Sarah Superfan. Join the super fandom of uh, Sarah Roy. She's uh, currently the president of the fan club. <laughs> she is, actually. She is <laughs> the fan club. She's holding us down. Holding us down. Much appreciative. <laughs> so, yeah. Please check out our Patreon at um, patreon.com backslash dance union. Done. Yeah, it's just dancing. Um, yeah. Backslash sounds violent. But anyway, okay. Now that I got that nine to five, y'all. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, all the information will be in the description box wherever you're listening. So, uh, y'all ready to do a five, six, seven, eight? We out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. We out. Pop that, drop that. Nice. Okay, we got to do the Don't video. Stop, get we got to do the clothes, thing. Get and respect that Helen has to go oh, soon. Oh, <laughs> oh it's warm in there. My voice is lost. Can I get a ride on a white horse? Come on, pass the Dutch, baby. Shake, shake, shake your stuff. Pop that, pop that, jiggle that fat. Don't stop, get it till your clothes get wet.